Hi listeners, viewers, thank you for tuning in, whatever you are these days. Um, the season's looming and we've all been away on some type of break. I've just come back from Crete, attending my nephew's wedding. Uh, we've got Howard back off loan, uh, back off holiday. Hi. How are you, Howard? I'm good, thank you. Where have you been and where are you going next? Uh, we went to Italy for a wedding, which was amazing. We've just got back from Spain where we had time with the kids away on the beach, a beach holiday. Um, and then we're going to America in a couple of days' time. So busy, busy schedule. Well done. And Tom, as ever, in the office side of things, Tom, you've been away, but it was a bit more disappointing, wasn't it, than what we've had sunshine was? We went down to Cornwall, uh, down to Perrinporth, and we had... Uh, I think it, we went down right after the heat wave finished and we had four days of solid rain uh, and then came back just as it was uh, perking up again. So, uh, yeah, it was a sunny, uh, it was, a, it was a, a rainy holiday which involved playing games in a chalet uh, and a, oh, a, well. a, a couple of attempts at doing the old British holiday. I am going to go to the beach in the rain um, kind of spirit. But, uh, yeah, and then we got, uh, we got a new puppy on Wednesday as well. So Brilliant. We Name? New, um, uh, Dixie. Not that's not a Tottenham name. No, it was a it's, it's, she's she's a girl, and I was thinking Harriet or or, or something like that. But uh, in the end, it, it had to be anything that that wasn't my daughter's suggestion of carrot, um, which we just kind of had to veto, really. So um, <laughs> yeah, and anything that wasn't carrot is a bonus, really. And um, we eventually managed to. Convince that's her it. That, that so Dixie is a girl. Let's get this right. She is. She's a golden lab, um, lab labradoodle cross. Fantastic. Okay, so as I said, the season is nearing. Uh, I think we've had a good break, haven't we, from from uh, qualifying for the Champions League. It's obvious that Mr Conte has given the uh, hierarchy at Tottenham some confidence to go out and spend some money and, and buy players in. So what about pre-season? How do you see much of it on your, uh, on your screen? I saw the game um, against Rangers last weekend, Did which I thought was a pretty good game. Good. Um, and uh, we went, we were one down, but we, we came back from that. But um, at one point, we had 10 players on one side playing who were all signed during this year. Amazing. Yeah. That's through through last season and now this this break. Last we bought two in January, both yeah. who were in the regular first team, and then we yeah. got six new signings and a couple of others that were potential. Fantastic. And um, but as soon as I got, got to that, seeing that point, my concern was, I go back to when we spent the bail money. Yeah. Suddenly, Daniel at the time thought he was a kid in the candy store, and he bought every player that was going. In fact, yeah. of them, the only one who really became a star was Ericsson. And why didn't we bring him back this time? I don't know. But, yeah. um, and Tom, you've got them, some. Tom, you've got some thoughts about uh, preseason. Yeah, um, like Howard, I thought the Rangers game was 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 a good a good run out. I think it seems like the, a lot of the games we played so far seem to be very much Conte looking to get some real kind of physical matches in, in in place before the start of the season um yeah yeah Ra 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 rangers are i think they're 
their, their season's literally about to start you know they're ready to go and they wanted to put on a show for their for their fans and I think that we um yeah we, we put on a really good account from what I saw um and Kane just unreal I think but both his goals were great finishes but his first one in particular the amount of times we've seen him kind of yeah, draw, yeah. Draw, the, draw the defender like that and then just bend it in the far corner um, but uh, but yeah I, I think the difference between this time and last this time last year and now in terms of pre-season it just feels really really positive this time last year Kane was agitating for, for a move um, the press were desperately trying to sell him for us and yeah, we'd had the whole manager shambles over the over the summer, yeah. uh, and the club felt directionless. So, uh, whereas now I feel like we really, really, really got reason not to be optimistic this season. And um, yeah, I can't wait till next next Saturday to be back. Howard Conte is looking like the real deal. Obviously, the Champions League qualification, but the way yeah. they've used that to bring in new players, and none of us are that clever watching world football to see and understand everyone that is brought in. But has anyone particularly impressed you that what you've seen so far? Well, he was actually brought last year, but it was in July, so it was Hamid Romero. Yeah. yeah. Really looks look, look such a quality defender. And he's yeah. putting, putting his, his timing and putting his foot in is amazing. Yeah. And I yeah. imagine that during the season, we might give away two, two, two or three penalties that aren't penalties, but yeah. that's the way it looked. Yeah. So defensively, we've looked sound. Yeah. With, with the, so. even when even when we're playing squad players, and I see Rodon looks like he's leaving. Yeah. Something strange Sounds on that one, isn't there? Something strange on yeah. Rodon. Why why he's hmm. not been playing, and now he's sort of eased out. It's uh, he's had three managers, hasn't he? And yes, none of exactly. them have really none of them have really given him much of a run and yet when he mm. plays for wales he looks mm. he looks not the finished article of course no one is that young but he looks like he's got something to 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 add to the squad at least doesn't he davis new contract yeah i think he so earned that last year he was very good yeah exactly exactly so um uh so the season not far away our first game is against Southampton Saints the Saints yeah so and also um at every start of the season there's typical sayings that we all use and I know Howard and his family and his friends have got one particular saying so this is what you and Terry your your longest friend yeah. Howard what do you say to each other before a season starts we spend many hours discussing the rumours we've heard in this paper and that paper and that TV and that radio about players who are coming in that we know nothing about. Uh, but nonetheless, we've talked ourselves into it must must be good if they're going to cost that much money. We've done, done a good job getting him in. And basically, now that, now that we've got these players lined up, the title's ours. <laughs> That's the line, the title's ours. Yep. And just for those new listeners uh, amongst us, and I know that there's quite a few certainly in the last couple of months. Um, Howard's son is Brett Goldstein, and he's an actor and a scriptwriter on Ted Lasso, uh, which is a particularly enjoyable program. They've, they've finished two, two um, series, Howard, and I think the third one's finished, but it's not put out yet, is it? That's right. The third one's nearly finished. 
nearly finished. Okay. Would Ted Lasso or Roy Kent, would they have some sayings about this season? Let us said believe. Believe. It's the, it's the sign in the dressing room, isn't it? Yep. Believe. Yep. So the Rangers games, for instance, pre-season, takes me back to, to pre-seasons I've had. And my very early days, we went up to Scotland every other year. And the in-between years, Glasgow Rangers came to visit us. But Bill Nicholson's arrangements were such that we... We played Glasgow Rangers on the Saturday and then unbelievably in pre-season when you're training mm. so hard, normally in hot weather, we would also then play Celtic the next day. And as you hit upon there, Howard, Scotland is always a week in front of us with their start of their season and therefore their fitness. So we would do relatively well against Glasgow Rangers on the Saturday. And then the Sunday, we would get run off our legs by a Celtic team were, you know, 67 European champions. And so when I've got in 69, 70, they were coming, okay, off the, down from that level, but still wonderful players, Jimmy Johnson and Lennox and, and Murdoch. Wow. What uh, Billy, Billy uh, McNeil, the captain, what, what players they had, what a team. So, um, so our Scottish pre-seasons, and that's as far as we travelled, we didn't go to Korea or Australia and places like that. We only went to those type of um, uh, countries end of season. And pre-season was all about the food, the air. You know, we needed to not be in anything new. Well, I'll tell you what, Bill, two games in two days was new. And uh, we, we didn't take kindly to that. And we were always asking him questions. Why, why did we do it, Bill? Why, why are you putting us in for this? And I think, you know what? I think he wanted us to get beat the second game. I think he wanted us beat to maybe bring us down. And um, talking about Bill Nicholson, uh, I had the pleasure and the honour of playing with Ron Henry, who played left back in Bill's double team. Ron, imagine this happening these days, won the double, had a couple more years in the team, then eventually gets too old to, to keep his place. And then he played for the reserves. I think he then becomes semi-pro. And then he even went into the third team, which was called the A-team, played in the Metropolitan League. And I was coming up the other way. So we had a season together in the Metropolitan League and therefore we spent a lot of hours on the coach traveling up and down motorways. And um, so it was an honor to play with Ron um, in midfield. And I said to him, bearing in mind the double team won their first 12 games. Ron, tell me about preseason. The preseason before the double. And I'm expecting him to say everything was fine. Everything was smooth. We, you know, we drifted just led ourselves into the season. He said we were very, very average. So can we can we take preseason results with every any seriousness? No. I think it's about the players getting to know each other, especially this group of players, and the fitness and not playing people when they're injured. The other thing I asked Ron 
within the time that you know we were traveling ron how did you know when you stopped being your body was not ready to play at the top level anymore and he thought about it and he said steve this happened in games and in training and i would just fall over with no one near me <laughs> i'd get up embarrassed to you know people would normally take the rise out of you if you if you go to ground too easy he said i just it was almost as if i didn't have control of my legs so um i i i waited for that moment when that started happening to me and it only happened a couple of times in training but never in games so um there's a clue there to when your body's giving way so um yeah um chaps can i ask you about the ladies football have you been watching any of that I've watched the last oh, yeah. couple of games. Um, I watched. Yeah, last couple. Sorry. And you both watched a couple of games. So any comment from you two? Howard? For me, I think it's been very exciting to watch. And some of it is very good playing as well. But I think the one area where they desperately can't compete with men is the goalkeeper. Whether it's just their size or the, whatever it is. And a lot of the goals that have been scored at for us, the decent keeper would have saved, and I think that's a lot of it. I can see Tom nodding his head. You agree with that, Tom? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, as, as as Howard says, a lot a, a lot of the goals, uh, just you you, you think a, a a larger, yeah, naturally larger male goalkeeper would be reaching um, areas before, yeah, if they're not right in the top corner. Um, yeah. Whereas, uh, whereas, yeah, a, a lot of the goals. Uh, uh, would would normally be saved, I think, by a uh, by by a larger goalkeeper uh, with 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 more reach, and it does beg yeah. the question whether like the goals should be a slightly different size um, in the in in the women's game, possibly. Um, I never thought of that. I I like that. That's a that's a that's a good idea, Tom. But the um that that, so, third, that third goal the other the other evening though, no one was saving that the back heel. No, lovely. No, I um. I've, I've watched bits and pieces that were on in airport lounges or or where or through the, my lounge when I'm walking through, and I definitely think it's improving. I think the play is smoother. I think they find each other a lot better than what I remember two or three years ago. I yeah. particularly like midfield players when they bend their knees, so the ball's played to them from say a back player, and they turn it. With with they're not upright and like a plank turning with the ball, they're they're putting some feeling into the ball through their knees, and then and then passing it on. So I like the tempo more. I like the body shape more. But you're right, Howard. The the um, the goalkeeping leaves something to be desired, doesn't it? Yeah. So, okay. Um, just want to hit on something there. Um, sad news. Um, not very sad news that the Wags war is over. And Rooney was the winner. Um, but uh, what is sad news, Terry Neal passing. Terry Neal, everyone out there will have your own opinion, being an Arsenal man and all that goes with that. Um, Howard, give me your opinion as a Spurs supporter through that era. 
Well, it's an era that was the most important, most most impressionable to me as a supporter. I mean, we, we lived and bred the club then at those, that time. We were all stunned when Billy Nick retired and further stunned when the board said to him, here's your payoff cup, 10 quid and go away. Yeah, was it, um, was it that much? A, well, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. But you, 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 may, you may recall signing a dent, the book by Norman Giller about 70 years of Spurs. Yes. Absolutely. I'm, re I'm, reading, that, I'm re reading that this week as it happens. So I read I, the whole bit of Terry Neal's um, reign. Yeah. And I, th I think we've spoken about it before, and you, you the, the players, weren't that concerned with it, what was going on in the, in the offices. Whereas it was the board who made the decisions about getting Bill Nick out and bringing yep. Terry Neal in. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. Look, look in first, Terry Neal, he never had a chance at Tottenham. Never had a chance. No, the, the supporters weren't really having him, no, were they? No. The other group that were not having him was the, because I, I found this very surprising when I found this fact. Terry Neal was 34 years of age when he took yeah. over our, our team. And surprising uh, appointment. And the older players in our squad weren't really having him. Now, whether that was because they didn't respect him as a player or something had gone on in matches, I, I do not know. Um, but, okay, Pat Jennings wasn't in that older group. And I spoke to Pat today about Terry Neal, and he started in the Northern Ireland team, I think about 64, 63, 64. So Pat had probably 10 years uh, with him. Uh, both as a player, he was the captain of Northern Ireland. Terry Neal actually scored a famous goal in a 1-0 win over England, which didn't happen very often. So, um, so Pat was, was, I'm not saying Pat was a friend of him, but Pat knew him and respected yeah. him. Um, but the older players, older players than Pat, really struggled with Terry Neal. From a personal point of view, I have to say that he did not do my career any harm whatsoever. Uh, we were struggling as a team. Um, I was under a bit of a cloud and I never got in front of the ball. So he loosened up my game. He gave me more freedom to get forward. And um, he, he allowed me to get some confidence back into my game. And therefore, I think he um, he helped my career along. And um, on his first day of, of training, um, everyone's sort of not sure what's going to happen, who's he going to like, not like, etc. And um, as ever, we went out onto the track and, and to start doing a warm up and doing some runs. <coughs> and Terry was talking to me in this Irish accent. Uh, Steve, the front, and he, he used he used his hands like obviously he wanted me to go to the front. So I did, and therefore the instructions were coming to me about how much how quick we had to do the next lap, sixty five seconds or whatever. I just couldn't understand him. I could not understand his Irish accent. And it's not like I wasn't used to it because, you know, up to that point, obviously 
Pat Jennings was was at the club. So whether Terry was from a different part of Ireland, I don't know. But but um, I've spoken to Garth Crooks today, who worked uh, on a radio show with Terry Neal and very much liked him. And I don't know the link with Paul Miller, Maxie Miller, but uh, he sent me a message to say, you know, what about Terry Neal's passing and how sorry he was and how much he respected him. So uh, from, a, from a young player's point of view, he was fine. From the more experienced players, they didn't quite take to him. And maybe there was some outside reasons for that. But, um, but yeah. Howard, coming back to Ted Lasso and your son, Brett, um, something happened in the newspapers over the last few days. Can you tell us about? Somebody sent us a piece of paper, an envelope, and when we opened it, there was a um, crossword puzzle in it. And the crossword puzzle was from the Wall Street Journal, so it's pretty upmarket, tough stuff. And, and the clue for 26 across was Brett Goldstein's name in Ted Lasso. Wow. In the Wall Street Journal. In the Wall Street Journal. That must make you and Vivian very proud. And the day before, we had been to see Thor, the, the Marvel Comics film, yes. which, had, which the budget was $450 million, so it's a bit of a thing. Substantial. And, and we were told to watch the film, but we must stay for the closing credits, which is what we okay. did. And it's all based on the uh, um, Greek myth mythologies from the past. And Russell Crowe playing Zeus says to the camera, nobody respects the gods these days. My son Hercules will have to deal with it. And the camera pans round, and this character stands up and says, I will avenge you, father, whatever it is he said. And it's Brett. Wow. And, and basically what they, know, they do is they, say, they decide who's going to be the, new, the next the star of the next film. And, and introduce they, them that way. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, <laughs> tell him congratulations from us, Howard. Thank you. That's amazing. Uh, for, forget uh, Roy Kent. Has Brett Goldstein got any sayings about our hopes and our prayers for this season? Um, he hasn't mentioned them to me if he has. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. So... Um, Thank you very much, chaps. To finish off, I'm going to just, uh, this, this uh, podcast is done on Friday night. It'll probably get put out by lunchtime on Saturday. Saturday is the day where we play Roma. And of course, on Sunday is the Wembley Euro final against Germany. Um, I, on Saturday night, am doing a talk and I'm really looking forward to it. Tom, do you know why I'm looking forward to it? Because I'm going to be introducing you. You're introducing <laughs> me and I'm going to meet you and maybe your family that evening. So which yep. church has a Reading postcode? How that works, I'm not sure. It's a Reading postcode, but it's on my way to Winchester. So it's <laughs> about 10 miles away from Winchester, isn't it? Yeah. It's that. So it's just off the A34 where, where I'm going and it's a really good journey. Bear it in mind there's train strikes tomorrow and all sorts of traffic problems. Hopefully I, I miss all that. 
And then later on, on Friday, the 12th of August, I'm doing a theatre talk in Thetford, Norfolk. And um, I don't think I've ever been to Norfolk before to do, to do a Spurs show, if you like. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, and the fact it's in the theatre, that's not so normal either. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And um, got some guests with me on that one. And uh, Paul Coit is going to be doing the, the questions and the talk. And there's a, there's a question for you too. Um, the 1981 FA Cup final against Man City, the referee... Referee is going to be on stage Keith with me. Mm. Keith Hackett. Well done, Tom. I knew you'd pull it out. So, um, well done. So, I think it's going to be an interesting evening, that one, Friday the 12th of August. And um, there's a bit of, yeah, a bit of referee talk in there. And, of course, we all have problems with referees and rules and VAR. So, it'd be a way to sort of um, get out our anger or our questions uh, or maybe get a bit more understanding of what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. He's he's very so, good on um he's very good on Twitter, Keith Hackett. He um is he, that right? he gets involved a fair bit with with what he thinks on the controversial does he instance of the weekend that kind of thing. So yeah, he's he's got a lot to say. Do, do you know if he's a if he's a northerner where he's from? He's from Sheffield, wasn't he? Sheffield, that sounds right. Yeah, Sheffield. Yep. So a bit of a big game for him, wasn't it, to be in charge of the 81 final? We've all got mm. great memories of that. Um, Ricky apparently is coming over in um, mid-August and then through September. Um, so I've got him and Ozzy doing a talk for me to raise money for charity down in Bridgewater. So uh, I'm looking really looking forward to that one of seeing Ricky again and... Um, going over old times and good moments in in all our careers so thank you for listening howard uh, great to have you back um your loan period was successful thank you, you got, yes you got i got one, in... one one word on terry neal please we all we regarded spurs as the attacking team and arsenal as the boring defensive team yeah. so the, terry and i terry keeps coming, coming into this referred to him as terry nil nil <laughs> Well, Terry, nil, nil, please rest in yeah. peace. Rest peaceful, yeah. peacefully, sir. Thank you for how you helped my, um, my career along. And actually, you know, we were in trouble. Okay, it was only start of the season, wasn't it, when they made the change, but we yeah. were in trouble and eventually got out of it at the last game of the season. Mm -hmm. And then the next season, that was the first full season of Terry, nil, we finished ninth, which is not good enough, but having missed relegation on the last game of the season, the year before, um, that was quite an improvement, I think. So, um, so God bless you, Terry. And um, yeah, thank you, Tom, for your, your work. No problem at all. Thank you for having me as ever. How's the family? Uh, they're all well, um, but yeah, the dogs had quite a baptism of fire with my my five year old daughter Jessie, who just will not leave her alone. Uh, which is good though, because it means she's knackered and sleeps through the night. So we've had two pretty good nights with her so far. Having, uh, but yeah, they're all well. Thank Brilliant. you. Hopefully you'll uh, hopefully you'll see them tomorrow. Yeah, and you're going to send me some names, Tom, of guests. Yes, yes, I've got a couple. 
Well done. Okay, viewers, thank you. Listeners, thank you for, for your listening. Good luck against Roma, against Mr. Um, our ex-manager. The, the uh, what does he call himself? The special one. Yeah, the special one. Well done, Mourinho. Okay, thanks for listening and um, see you next week. Bye, chaps. Thanks for your input.